variety of man after my own heart. Ambitious, adventurous, mildly indecisive. Look at your booty, right? All, all of that massive bounty. It's, it's so ripe and luscious and, and voluptuous. It's a lot. There's a lot to grab there. Um, you, you, you've got two massive mouths. You got. <laughs> it's getting worse. If you managed to complete Siren's quest, not only would that 100% persuade Siren. But then, then that is definitive proof which you can show the other two that would go a very long way to just bring something tangible. I believe our best course of action is to get evidence from Stefan. He can probably find something of a paper trail that this snag. Nope, we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole right now, Wilson. <laughs> everyone welcome back to the odd campaign i am quentin your overly enthusiastic gm here back once again with another episode for you i have the table filled to the brim overflowing this is the most abundant my players have ever been so go ahead one at a time introduce thine self hello my name is emily and today i am playing snow the leader of the odd guild alongside with their faithful wolf companion nachia who is the king? He was actually on time. This like that's good. Good job, Nachia. Two thumbs up. You can't do that. That's awkward. Never mind. Never mind. And I'm RL. I play Zana with her faithful companion, Alistair. Hi. The Alistair Crow. Or is it is it a raven? I swear it changes from time to it, time. Uh, well, again, I'm a figment of your subconscious, so it's really whatever you mistake me to be at the time. You know what? I've had enough. Of your sass. I've had enough of my your sass. sass. Hello, I am Jonathan. I play the character Tama with his, you know, ever faithful companion, the pickle jar of holding. It's a great jar. And my name is Jaden. Uh, you may recognize me from the Gate Chronicles. Uh, I'm here as a guest star. You'll see me when I come up. Ooh. Very ominous. This table is more cramped than it used to be. Well, that, but it, it's cramped with fun and joy and creativity. That is what we're cramped I with today. I think my foot's losing circulation from the way I have to sit. It's beautiful. All you right. Get ready. We'll just amputate. Listen, that's what, how we roll. Last time on the Odd Campaign, just as a little pre-fast, which we haven't done in a while, uh, the Odd group went to Poker Night, and Poker Night was in full swing as our adventurers doubled down on their bet to work with the nature spirits. Boons were granted and plans were schemed. The guild seeked to gain favor over these mighty and powerful creatures in order to bring this game of life and death to an end. But first, they had to bring proof that Camilla Seamus is committing atrocities against her own people in order to seize power. What will happen? 
Will governments be toppled? Communications confiscated? Will the Odd Guild handle this like 007 or Conan the Barbarian? Find out. Literally right now. You're listening to it on the Odd Campaign. Uh, so we are going to pick up with the seldom heard from second half of the party. We're picking up with none other than Echelmeyer and Alfonso currently oh riding away on a rail cart, hurtling at 120 miles an hour directly to Airveldum. Is that what's going on? Oh. What? What? Oh. I can't hear you very well. This seems There's my the wind. No, yeah. yeah, it's terrible around here. Yep. What are we, Snow, what are we doing? Uh, trying to get to Stefan. Aren't we, aren't we there? I don't know. Are we inside of a car? What? No, it's a, a mine cart. Is that what this is called? You ever play uh, Build Dig? So yeah, you're currently in a mine cart hurtling towards the city of Arabeldum. You see it rapidly uh, approaching, or rather, you're rapidly approaching it. It, it, but it is coming into full view. This is the wrong... Okay. Um... Alfonso, should we jump out of this thing? I feel like we're going to go flying into that wall up there. I would imagine it would slow down as you approach because, you know, they're going to, like, gatekeep you. Yeah, do we want to be gatekept while we are currently absconding with a minecart? Well, uh, you know, that thing no, that probably we Probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I mean, I can get in pretty easily, but uh, how far away are we from this wall? At the pace you're going, you're probably about a minute out from actually fully arriving at the destination. Meaning you have less than a minute if you want to make a decision between there and there. Do I know where this, where these minecarts go to, like, city-wise? Is this going into the slums, or are we going into you're, the city? You're going to pass the slums, which means you are effectively almost in the slums. These go at a breakneck pace before coming to a grinding halt just outside of the front gates, where they are then inspected. We should probably get out and go into the slums. Remember that pathway we took last time? No! Seriously? What? What do you expect from me? Oh, gosh. All right. On the count of three, we jump out. Okay. We're in the slums, right? Yeah, more or less. You're, okay. you're, ju- you're approaching the other. Okay. Well, you know. If you jump out in the middle of the slums, a lot of people are going to see you doing so. <laughs> so I was being gracious Sure, we'll that. jump out before then. We'll, yeah. we'll jump on the outskirts. Why'd you stop counting? Oh, three, two... One, Wait, go. on the count, is that the... She's out. Ah! And him, he, he just leaps out. He was very confused whether we were starting or ending with three. If you were supposed to go on go or go on three, but then you started with three, is very unclear. I can't remember if I was supposed to count on her countdown either. <laughs> so it's pretty bad. All right, all right. Uh, you leap out. I need an acrobatics check from you. That's easy. I can do that. Child's play. Let's see. Child's play. I get a bonus to that. 17. Very good. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's absolutely child's play to you, especially seeing as there is some freshly laden snow, which does seem to cushion your landing. You fall seamlessly, rolling down this hill, tumbling a little bit, but you don't seem to have taken any long-lasting damage. But it is kind of chilly. All right, so she gets up, she brushes herself off, <sighs> forgetting for a moment to act like an old lady, and then punches back over. All right, this way. What? Where? Follow me, dang it. Actually, I, it's that way. God dang it, don't mind. I'll follow you. You point me in the right direction. Oh, There's an entrance okay. in the sewers. So you make your way uh, to the underground sewer system, and you take a path uh, that you know would get you to your desired location unsupervised by anyone. You use effectively the Undercity uh, to traverse your way through until you are within range for the walkie-talkies. 
Okay, so she would pull out the walkie-talkie, clear her throat. <coughs> hey, Big Eagle. Come in, Big Eagle. Cacaw. Squawk. Like, I, I need an answer. I don't know what the actual call code is. Like, what are you? Tall, tall, dark, and handsome? Tall, dark, and dark? Wait, are you trying to... Are, are you trying to refer to me? <laughs> Why are you using Big Eagle? Well, you responded to it last night, so it seemed reasonable. That's just because at, like, three in the morning, someone just started shouting Big Eagle over the walkie, which was resting right next to my head. Of course I'm going to respond. Well, I mean, you are big and, I guess, kind of bird-like. Uh, anyway, beside that How point... How anything like an avian? Anyway, we're heading over to headquarters. Uh, we've got uh, some some stuff to discuss with you. Oh, uh, well, that's... I'm not there. You told me to check in with you in the morning. Do you know what time it is? No, actually, I have no idea, GM. It's like 9 p.m. at this point. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You went it. to poker night at night. You, granted, left early, but then climbed down a mountain and went through a rail system. It is aggressively not day, not morning. Well, you said check in in the morning. I was unable to be here. In well, the I just morning. assumed you were dead. Oh, well, I mean, we're not, so oh, there's grand. that. Yeah. But I, no, I'm not there. You just tasked me with investigating these mysterious purple portals. Stefan, keep your voice down. We're not in a we secure... We are on a secure <laughs> line. I'm not in a secure area. Oh, who's, why are you contacting me then? I said I was coming to see you, not that I... Okay, you know what, Stefan? I'm heading to headquarters. Oh, All right. I, I'm not going... What, what is it that you even need? I need proof that uh, Camille Lucimus is trying to manipulate uh, people into attacking certain individuals, and we are uh, also trying to get the player base to unite with us, so having some proof would be really, really nice right now. All right. Like I said, I'm, I'm not in right now. I'm not going to be in for like the next three days. I've, I've had to make my way all the way over to Frozen Wharf, charter a boat, go out to the middle of the ocean to the waypoint that you sent me, dive like 500 feet below the water, and then I finally found this undulating purple portal, and I'm trying to locate why this is here. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a very strange and, uh, like, discomforting portal you're looking at right there? No. Very strange. I am very busy. However, my associate, right hand in command, Johan, should be there for you. If you have any questions... Who? Yoha. Who's Yoha? I've oh, never heard oh, of Yoha. No, I, I, I know him. He led me through. Remember when the, the the big riot happened and then I had to get snuck in here? I was following uh, him. Okay. All right. All right, Stefan. Then we'll uh, head over to headquarters and speak with your... Uh, don't contact me unless you're on a secure line or area. All right, Wilson. Let's uh, head on over to the tavern and hopefully not get killed. Meanwhile, uh, in the glorious pocket dimension that is the home of the nature spirits, we still find Tama and Zana. That's you guys. Amazing. So, um, uh, Den? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, hi, that's me. Uh, it's strange. I really we don't we know like how just long talk. I've been here. Oh, oh, yeah, no. I haven't. Mm hmm. Yeah. How do we get out? Oh, you just, you, you want to leave? I mean, I feel like. How long does poker night last? I mean, um, I, I feel well, like we're kind of intruding and like have no, our party. No, no, no. It's been so... really fun. No, it's been a great time. Everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, it. It does seem like some of your party stepped out early. A little strange on that one. Uh, normally, 
uh, poker night in this liminal space and time, right? That only lasts for about three hours. However, that is a full day in uh, your uh, like dimension or space of time. So you you've been here for honestly um, most of the day. It's it's uh, around like 10, 10 p.m. now. Oh, like like back in ten p.m. in the in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's late, real late. Time passes differently here. Yeah, that's that's what I've been gathering. Mm-hmm. Tama, are you ready to go? Uh, yes. Uh, just oh, wait. One uh, shoot, where did Draken go? Is he still by that? And you just misty? see him like kind of like hunching his shoulders as like an owl like ruffles its feathers, and they're both like seeming to communicate via like body language. It's very strange. Huh. I wonder if he's got a thing for owls. Caw. <laughs> And it seems as if he's attempted to communicate with this creature. So, um, Melville, so what did I get along with the, uh, boon other than the strength bonus? Oh, yes. Well, see, now as you are my champion, you're actually going to be more attuned with not only the associated attribute, but the associated element as well. So, what, one of the things about the element of ice is that as temperatures drop, ice spreads, it creates, it manifests, it freezes things. So you now have an innate ability to uh, manifest creation of ice. Furthermore, I mean, you're naturally just immune to the cold. Like, it's not going to bother you. It doesn't, doesn't really matter how cold it ever gets. And uh, on top of that, uh, any, any attack that you do is going to be augmented with uh, said frigid damage. And if there is sustained and prolonged exposure to direct contact to your personage or anything that you are directly holding, that too will make whatever it is you're coming in contact begin to freeze. Well, uh, I do thank you for your gift, and I will put it to good use. All right, well, go out there and show them that the stronger you are, the mighty you are, and that clearly we are associated with the best attribute. Not in any of those other, like, riffraff. I guess uh, Tom will walk back over to uh, Den and Zana. Sure. You see that Den, Zana, and actually Draken have all kind of correlated uh, all together right at the top of Den's pillar. So, what did you get from Mr. Owl Guy? Oh, Syrian is associated with wisdom, so I obviously gained bonuses to my, my wisdom score. I think it's just like a plus four bonus. I think that's just like generally across the board, like what you get if you are associated with those individuals. But other than that, uh, I mean, just, just you know, bonuses, things and stuff. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know what Tama got, but he... Wait, Tom, Tama, what did you get? Actually, visibly, you can see that while he is his same rocky self, he seems to have more of a blue hue to him. So, so, so you have fire and ice powers? Well, yes, I guess now. More so the ice. Fire's just a little bit of... Actually, let me try this out. He starts making something. It's very long. And when he's finished with it, it's a snake. Oh, beautiful. Ice. Ta-da! Wow! It's a... Is that a snake? Uh, yes. He does like his snakes. Yeah, big, big fan. Uh, I mean, uh, kind of interesting that you didn't, like, choose then to go with, like, the actual snake spirit. Well, yes, but, but like, uh... See, well, I love snakes... The, that attribute doesn't really help ah, character. A good old-fashioned min-maxer, just like myself. Gotta love it. 
All right. Well, anyways, I'm pretty sure that like, yeah, time moves eight times faster outside of this dimension. So every minute we spend is eight minutes out there. So we really should get going uh, before the rest of the party gets too separated into something that they regret. Or we get left behind and then uh, they're doing something awesome and we miss it. Nah, I'm down to go. Yes, uh, I guess. I mean, it seems like poker night's kind of starting to wrap up anyway. I think Snow meant to go to Erveldum, but we can't teleport there right now. Nor can we teleport to the mountain because we already teleported there today. All right, well, if everyone's ready to go, you, you all can just hop on board and I'll, I'll fly you back and, and drop you off if you like. Oh, that's very nice of you. Do, do I get uh, the, the prime seating? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I know how about ball. Sweet. Alrighty, so all of you hop aboard Den, Zana riding on his back, and Tama and Draken clutched in either talon. You swoop through this space. The energy seems to be swirling around you, and though he flies upwards, all of a sudden your perspective is flipped. And it feels as if you are hurtling down from the sky at a breakneck pace before he spreads his wings and comes to a gradual slowed stop atop the mount. Oh man, who needs roller coasters when you have this, huh? I know, isn't it the best? Absolutely great. Anyways, ooh, your, your, your pals aren't here anymore. It looks like they went off ahead and you see him kind of like point with one of his big bird wings. Oh. You can't see them. They are, it, he's pointing like way off into the distance. You can just see the small dot of a city. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is how things are. Uh, if you like, I, c- I could drop you off closer. I can't get all the way over there, though, without also being spotted, and then I'll throw the whole city in like red alert. Yeah. Um. Wait a minute. That might not be a bad idea. Uh, Throwing well, the entire city no, in no, red no, alert? no, no. Camille Vasquez has been pretending. She's basically oh, been projecting uh, the, the image of you guys, the, the nature spirits attacking the town. But what happens if she projects one of those and the actual nature spirit comes? Well, talk about is, proof. Seeing as you've already established a precedent of me supposedly attacking places, I feel like I get shot at at the very least. Yes, and uh, what's to say? They just, she just wouldn't say... Well, there's just another one of them, you know, just tricky duplicate. Well, there definitely is only one of me. That is, like, no other bird's this big. Mm. However... Wait, Alistair, have you, have we ever experienced it with how big of an illusion you can make? Uh, yeah, a medium creature. Mm, yeah, so this would only work if, like, you were actually close and people thought you were farther away. Yeah, I guess perspective will do that to people. I'm just thinking. I don't know, man. I'm trying to find a solution. How do we prove to everyone that they're being deceived? No one likes to believe they've been deceived. Uh, I mean, showing proof of the lie is generally how you do that. Exactly. I mean, listen, if, if it's a large government conspiracy, then there, there has to be some sort of orders being given. Again, I, I think the reason why Snow's headed over there is to get in contact with our government informants to see if they've heard anything about it. Well, how long is this gonna take? I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know what their schedules like. Do we put, do we make a little calendar appointment? Do we like just waltz right in? Like, I, I think the best thing to do is probably to regroup. I'm, I'm down with regrouping. All right. Well, I mean, I, I can drop you off like close. You don't want to be like a couple miles out of the city. That would be 
very much appreciated that. Right. You know, we, 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 we don't tell you enough that we appreciate you. You know, we wouldn't want you to feel like you're a burden or an annoyance. I don't know. Uh -huh. Definitely. You know, that, that thought not ever even crossed my mind until you just mentioned it right now. Great. Because, um, well, you know, none of us want to make you feel that way. We, we, we really appreciate it. No, yeah. I really felt us. like one of the we, team until you kind of put that thought in my head. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, okay, you, well, you know I like you. No, absolutely. No, no. Great times. Great times all around. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, upsy daisy, everyone. Uh, once again, here we go. And he kind of just uh, jumps off from his perch and begins hurtling down the side of the mountain. And uh, you see, as he's flying and flaps his wings, you see as storm clouds begin gathering around him. Oh, is is this your work? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So, right, I, th this is how you get close, because, like, they technically, they could assume I'm associated with a the storm. They can't technically prove it if they can't see me. So it's kind of how we go, like, incognito mode. However, I, I can't... Uh, it would be a little suspicious if I summoned clouds close to the ground, so you're gonna have to, at some point, jump. Oh, that's great. Remember, I, I have your boon. I can glide once per day. That'd actually be helpful. Uh, yeah, I, I've got this covered, too. How about you, Tama? <laughs> you get to jump from, like, 2,000 feet? It, it's, no, uh, that, that wouldn't work so well. No, Ta no, okay. Tama, Tama, how much exactly do you weigh? Well, well wow, never ask a rock his weight. I mean, seriously. Like, 170 pounds. And, and, and how much stuff do you have? If you're only 170, my carpet can take you. I, I'll glide next to the carpet and guide you with it. You'll be fine, but you're just going to have to trust me, okay? I, is there any way for me to stick my hand out to Tom and ask him, do you, you trust me? Are, he is in the clutches <laughs> of a bird, and you are riding on the back of a bird. This is a colossal creature. You are more than, like, 15 feet away. He can barely, like, see you if he looks All up. Right. When, when the time comes, when we're ready to depart. So with that, as you begin approaching closer to the city, when the time is right and then signals that you are getting close enough, Zana, you pull out your magic flying carpet, you hop aboard and begin descending next to Tama. All right, look, look at me. This is how we're gonna go down. I mean, we're not gonna go down. We're gonna, we're gonna glide down gently. It's all gonna be okay. Well, generally the uh, carpet hasn't been hasn't been great. I know you're nervous. But... I, I, I know you're nervous, but I'm, I just want you to know, I'm going to be next to you the whole time. I'm going to use my own glide ability. You be on the carpet by yourself, even though technically it can handle both of our weights. Well, I, I mean, I, it's more so the fact that I'm not really afraid of the carpet. It's just that in general, when you've tried to use it with me, my abilities have served me better than the carpet would. Well, you know what? Your abilities are not going to serve you very great with a 300-foot drop, okay? That is true. I'm just, just going to... I I know you're tough, you know, rock solid, but I think uh, that even that... Hey, hey uh, chit-chat aside, our, our window of opportunity to drop without being seen is quickly proceeding. All right. All right. Go, all right. go. So I have the carpet out, yep. and as soon as he... um, I, I can hold my hand out to him. Do you trust me? Tama will go ahead and grab it. With, without really saying anything, he look, kind of looks at her, thinks for a second. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah, kind of goes, eh. As you begin to reach for her hand, she already grabs yours and pulls you onto the carpet. And I will activate my glide once per day. Sure. I instruct my carpet to fly, glide beside me. Okay. Almost to where I can touch now. it. 
You brought up a point in a previous episode that this carpet was Spanish activated. What do you say to make it go? So where would you like it to go? Does Zana speak Spanish? You can roll a linguistics check if you don't know. No, 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 no. Just just, just give me an un, uno momento. Por favor. Abajo lento. You begin gliding down and the carpet just begins descending straight down like an elevator. And you see as uh, Draken uh, also begins uh, descending. Um, are you choosing to go in any horizontal direction? On I'm top of choosing your... to stay next to the carpet. Okay, cool. You are choosing to stay at the same horizontal direction as the carpet, as the carpet is going straight down. But as you said, abajo lento, the carpet is taking slowly, very slowly. <laughs> As you are falling 60 feet around, you see that the carpet is falling, is descending maybe like 10 feet and around and is just still very much just like floating in the sky. And Tommy, you've just got like a real nice, like slow, smooth descent. It, it's so unencumbered. Like, it's and gradual that it's almost impossible to tell if you're moving at all, but you think you're going down. Tommy's just thinking to his head. See, just like I thought, this thing never works properly. GM only wanted to make it not work properly. It works properly all the other times. It is doing what you asked. It is descending slowly. So uh, eventually, uh, after quite some time, Zana and Draken both make their way, landing successfully. And they're kind of just staring up, waiting for Tama to get down. And eventually, after about a minute or two, you do finally catch up with them. So you can roll an acrobatics check to fall right to negate damage because I feel like if it's that slow I feel like Thomas' character might once it gets close enough just try and jump off you're descending on this carpet and at, at some point you you see your friends not too far away you're like eh this is only about two stories up you're about 30 feet up from the ground but you are just so impatient at this point and you're like there's fresh light in the snow you just jump down and begin plummeting meanwhile Draken is looking up to you and he's like Oh, this thing forever. Wait, wait. That's a rock! Duck! And, and Dragon just, like, hits the snow and, like, dives out of the way as you plummet and do, like, a, a roll and tumble through. Alrighty. Uh, uh, Tama, are you that impatient to get off the carpet? It wasn't that bad. Tama, it would have taken him another minute. Your carpet's still in the air. Yes, it was It was way too slow. I, I already was sitting there for, like couple minutes coming down it, it, it would have taken definitely like a good like 10 minutes of descending and it's still like a minute away from arriving it was taking too long i i, I couldn't stand it anymore carpet vamanos casa go, go home, home. <laughs> which is yeah that's fine a little bad the the carpet uh stops immediately where it is goes zooms and begins hurtling towards you and at mid-air it rolls itself up and it flies straight into the <clears> back nah <throat> <sighs> on the shoulder Snow, where are you? I don't mind that form so much, but my back is killing me. Uh. What? Oh, oh wait. Oh. <coughs> um, yeah. Oh, uh, what form? Snow? Uh, yeah. What? What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, uh. strange. We are us. Hang and on. We've always been us here and now. Right. Uh, Wink. Drake and just... What? Wonk. Wonk? Okay. She opens up her menu. Is that people? What the thing that people say when I they're being I don't know, Drake. Drake can just message me. What does he want? Where are you guys? In Erveldum. Big place. Yeah, thank you for really narrowing it down. I said I was going here. Oh, you, 
Puaz, the headquarter location. Okay, Currently, headquarter. okay. So you're going. You went to the tavern. Got it. Yeah, in Puaz. Yeah, yeah. I, I know where that is. No, I just want to hear you say it. No, I'm not gonna. Tight. There's there, there's no no one saying anything. Yes, but I can imagine that the voice. Well, too bad you're not gonna get it. We'll meet you there. How long is it gonna take you guys? Cause um. I don't know, like five minutes. Just five get, minutes. get coffee. Ooh, yeah, give me a cappuccino. I'm not getting you anything, Draken. What do you mean? Can I, can I get an espresso? No, they don't even have espresso right now. What? Yeah, that's not... These are... Wilson, shut up. Stop looking at my messages. Well, I'm Gosh. sorry. You're right here. And, like, I'm just kind of standing around not knowing what we're doing. We're going... I look coffee? around. How busy is it in here? It's relatively late at night. You see that the bartender is obviously still working, but there are only about a handful of people. It's a very few, slim number, probably anywhere between like three to six patrons at any given time, kind of just circulating, uh, some coming in late at night to make their way upstairs to their rooms. And there's a small table in the back corner where like two or three people seem to be chatting and playing a game of dice. Okay, I walk up to the... Uh towards the bar, but, like, starting to walk past it, and I give a nod to the barkeep. i just gonna go check the news. All right, let me know what you find. Absolutely. She just walks in the back, goes and finds the bottle. I swear to God, it's a bottle, by the way. And she pulls the lever and opens up the, the door to go down. Oh, yeah, sure. You begin making your way down into the secret underground bunker. Indeed. Followed by Wilson. And you see that it is, unremarkably, empty, uh, as you still recall it being, uh, save for one person, who kind of just seems to be lounging back in one of the chairs over by the kitchenette area, and is currently uh, sipping a cup of coffee. Uh, Snow walking in. Little dubious. Oh, she gets closer. I, Johan? Do you know me? Oh, by the way, hi, this is Jaden. This is my cameo. Hi, Jaden. I'll be playing the part of Johan. Do you know me? Wait, I remember you. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, Johan, this is not the first time we've met. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Snow walks over, reaches her hand up. First of all, handshake. It's nice to, to meet you, Johan. Thanks so much for taking care of my buddy here. It's my pleasure. Anyway, uh... Uh, Stefan said he wasn't going to be in, so we said talk to you, I guess. You, uh, w- what exactly, or who are you? Johan Voltz. I'm a gray coat, and I work under Stefan. Well, I figured that much, seeing that you're wearing a uh, gray coat right now. Um, well, yeah, but you can't, like, understate well, I, I, the I mean, obvious. I guess, I, mean, I guess. What if, you, what if that was a disguise right. he was um, wearing? Anyway, it's just... I assume you're with the Odd Guild? Yes. I'm the leader of the Odd Guild. My name is Snow. It's nice to meet you. This is my right-hand man, Wilson. Hi. How are you? Oh, so Again. you're Snow. Yes. I uh, oh, this- why am I so disappointed in myself? Yes. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> Gone. guess. Um, I'll have to update your profile with the picture. Oh, please don't. I like to be secretive. I don't want anyone to know who I am, clearly. I like she you better poses, already. Posing as this happens, by the way. Right. Uh, some of my other compatriots are going to be coming here soon. Uh, however, I'd like to get a jump start on this. Uh, are you sure we shouldn't wait for them so we're like, he doesn't have to repeat himself? Sure, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to be. Weren't they all the way at the mountain earlier? Like, uh, yeah, they were. They in were, the place? I mean, they were. They still hadn't left the 
liminal space, pocket dimension, anything yet. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, who knows how long we'll be. But we got a message, so they might not still be there. Yeah, I'm very confused about that. I'm not getting them coffee, though. We're down here. This is where we are. Fine, just, Wilson, let's make a bag of popcorn or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I get the impression this is going to be a late night. I'll make a fresh pot. Of what? Of coffee. Okay. All right. I was a little concerned there. I wasn't sure what you were making a fresh pot of. Like, whoop ass. Oh, is that a can of whoop ass? That's a can, Snow. Oh, sorry. Also, language. I'm sorry. Do you, does Wilson have a potty mouth jar? Oh, yeah. Wilson absolutely would, would have a little guild fund. It, it goes directly to the guild funds, but it's a swear jar that he pulls out. <laughs> Most of it's from Draken and Snow. Yeah, or absolutely. Tiffany. <laughs> Yeah. Mostly those three. Mostly those three. Gosh darn it. And she puts like a little silver piece in there. Thank you. And that is how we don't go broke. But seriously, you guys should stop funding our guild through swearing. Like really bad. Like I think it's counterproductive. Maybe I should like donate it to charity so you don't have no, that money listen, anymore. Please don't. Most of that is my money. Anyway, makes a bag of popcorn or something. Uh, and after a brief period of time, fresh pot of coffee and multiple popcorn bags ensue as the snacks uh, are laid out upon the table. There's a giant bowl of popcorn and multiple cups of coffee as the other members of the guild make their way downstairs. What what took you guys so long? Gosh. Mm, Eric uh, Wilson, catch. Well, oh, 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 don't take you hit my eye again. Sorry. Oh, well, I'm really good at this. Do me, do me, do me, do me. No, no, no! You gotta, you got you gotta get a fresh bag here. This is where actually only got yeah, me it's, it's not the same if the molten butter and salt aren't flaming hot as Absolutely. they enter your eye. All right. Also, this is a corn kernel that I'm here. Catch. Wait, what? Ah, oh gosh! Why didn't stop? Those are hard and pointy. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to get why they call you the Odd Guild. No. Uh, is no, is Draken with them? Yeah, Draken is with them. I've been wondering if you. Are the antithesis of darkness, and you're oh, you the really, leader. You don't want to think about it too hard, but yeah, it's like yin, yin and yang. We kind of came together to make a balance. You know, you know how they say opposites attract. It's perfect. Yeah, op- opposites attracting. Snow walks over, puts her arm around Drake and buddy, buddy, like. Uh, uh, <sighs> uh, yeah, I still hate your guts. Me too. All right, don't worry. Y'all need some order. <laughs> we have order. We do. I promise. I'll order some more popcorn. Who is this? Oh, this is Johan. He is Stefan's associate. Stefan is clearly not here right now, so uh, we're going to be working with him today. Yeah, someone has uh, made him quite busy as of late. (laughs) 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 Meaning that I must be picking up some extra workload that has been left off. Am I to thank you all for this that's, that's no. Uh, but no. That's no. No, don't point fingers at me, Dragon. You're part I, of this I whole thing. I didn't point fingers. I pointed a cough at you. It's slightly <laughs> different. That's really awkward, isn't it? Spread that around, everyone. Keep your mouth covered. Uh, anywho. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're all finally gathered. And I expect there's a good reason I've been kept up late. I mean, you know about the recent attack on the city? Air quotes around the word attack? All right, I'm going to need you to explain what these air quotes are. And by that, I mean, why are there air quotes around the attacks? And you better have a good explanation. Oh, well, yeah, we do. They're entirely fabricated and fake. (laughs) Your (laughs) explanation? Jaden has been slain. He hasn't even said his sentence yet. 
I'll give you a minute to explain yourself. You have my attention. I mean, that was my explanation, but fine. I guess you need more words. No, that was a summary. I need an explanation. (laughs) And, you know, some amount of why I should believe you. I mean, Stefan, I mean, besides saying a few other things about not respecting certain liberties, uh, actually has given you quite a bit of praise as a late. That is very surprising, seeing how we've been. Yeah. Well, you see, results kind of speak for themselves in Ereveldom, and your results have been productive, and I can respect that. Yeah, well, okay. So, uh, the long and short of it is, uh, giant bird attacks city frequently, right? Yeah, I'm aware. Right, okay. Uh, have these attacks been more frequent? More or less. Okay, all right. And how often would you say, um... Anyone's actually died from this? these most recent attacks? The mortality and casualty rate have been quite concerning. Is this going somewhere? Yeah, uh, most of those are not done by this bird. And they would be done by the likes of... Camille Lacimas. Or at least that's the assertion that we're making, since after all, she is a piece of... The nicest way to put this, work... No, put the jar away, Wilson. I did a good job. You did good. You did good that time. I felt the restraint. See, the jar's working. Keep it within reach. I'm listening even more. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas sees the jar and reminds him of his, that he has a pickle jar. And he's like, ah, picks out, pulls out his pickle jar, reaches and grabs a pickle. Pickles and popcorn? Well, I, I'm not really in the mood for popcorn. It's no, just... no, no, no. Pickles and popcorn is for me. Oh, you want one? She holds her hand out expecting... He, he puts... Uh, Slow down! Um, okay, I need to know. So you took a pickle? And Zana took a pickle. Okay! It, it's time to roll! It's been a while since the pickle jar made it appear. It's, it's been a, a hot second. Okay. Uh, Tama? She can't see where the pickle that she is supposed to grab is because upon you withdrawing your pickle uh, and biting down on it, you turn invisible. Uh, hey, dude, that's my shtick. Wait, question. If you're invisible, can you tell that you're invisible if you didn't know that you're invisible? No, I don't think so. Can't just grab the pickle. <laughs> uh, Tama, you, you kind of turned invisible. That's my thing. That's my shtick. Wait, what? I, I'm not invisible. Can you see your own hands? Yes. Tama, none of us can see well, sorry, but I, I I really can't. I was going to compliment our matching jar situation right now, but uh, I, I can't tell where you are. Wait, how was the pickle? Huh? How was the taste of the pickle? Oh, the pickle tastes great. Well, it, at least it was a really good pickle. Um, what how long I'll be invisible for? Here, let me just hold, hold out your hand. I'll, I'll just put the other pickle in your hand. Uh, okay. Just puts the pickle on her hand. <laughs> there you go. You got a nice slimy pickle in your hand. How slimy? Let's see. On a scale of 1 to 20, about an 18 on the sliminess chart. Mm, <laughs> it's well, like an aggressively slimy pickle. Uh, Tama, I, I, I don't know about this one. I, I poke it. It feels firm, but it feels thoroughly coated in pickle juice. I sniff it. Does it smell bad? It smells like a pickle. It smells like a lot of vinegar. Yeah. She tries to take a bite. It, it slides down effortlessly as, as the chunk you bit off just slips down your throat. But uh, as this thin, viscous coating slides down your throat, you actually feel as if your health is somewhat bolstered. And, and you gain 
three temporary hit points. Oh. As you're kind of coated in a thin, mucusy film. I'm gonna save the rest of this for later. Okay, you now have a partially eaten slimy pickle in your inventory. Yes, I, I, I've wrapped it in cloth. Okay. Some sort. Very I'm good. napkins, if I must. So, back to business, um, all pickles aside. Yeah, I don't know what I just watched, but I don't I'm a little disturbed. Uh, pick yeah, up. Johan sees this, like, inconceivable nonsense to the side that breaks yeah, you have absolutely the very no notion of science. Of science. However... Someone has brought something a little bit more important to his attention. He He's read in the report that the Odd Guild's uh, known for such oddities. For sure. A lot of mischief. But uh, he is he's a more of a fact-of-the-matter type guy. So as I was saying, I'm a detective. No, I'm not a detective. So you a detective, you see. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's no continuing to go on about the situation as long as she possibly can, explaining, no, 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 this whole thing? It's fake. It's fabricated. This is not a conspiracy. I mean, it might seem like it is, but I promise you it's not. It's a conspiracy, but it's real. It's a real conspiracy. It's a real conspiracy, Trikin, you're not helping the situation. Oh, oh sorry. Is it, is it real? Do we have anything else we can share with him about? I, I would agree that Camille is a piece of work as you say it. Good. However. Good. I don't need to, don't need the jar yet. Listen, put the jar away. I, yeah, I keep it within reach. We'll see where this conversation goes. I don't know that she has the means to be able to pull off what you're saying. We're talking some real destruction here. Real people have been hurt. Yeah, so, real. Oh, no. How are you saying she pulled this off? Snow, like, leans over to Draken. Is this, this guy an uh, NPC? I'm a little little concerned over here. I mean, you didn't get that by the fact that he didn't have a player tag above his head. I didn't see. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're, you aren't known for being the most perceptive one here. But what? Was, I am perfectly perspective, pers- perceptive. See, you, don't even, you don't even know what the word is. See, no, no, he doesn't have a player tag above his head. You're so rude. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay, yeah, no, real people are being hurt, and I, I understand. The Here's the deal. Camille is currently trying to um, win over the city so that she can become the latest, uh, what, what was she saying? She wants to be new president? I don't know. What is it? Dragon, what did she say? Something about... Oh, probably like a dictator. Like, let's be honest. Well, I yeah, mean. she's campaigning. She's trying to win the favor of people for her campaign. She even came to us saying that she wants us to endorse her. However, let me put this into perspective that might make more sense to you. Camille is trying to usurp power from the rest of the council members. We would like to find information on her potential illegal manipulation. She would have some sort of, like, laboratory, right? She's like, Naturally. Yeah, well, we found um, in one of her victims, we found this microchip thing in their neck. It was too hard to get out in one piece. Um, <laughs> if, if, if somebody had better tools, maybe, maybe it would be more intact. <clears throat> but anyway, we do have proof that she's taking people and controlling their minds. All right. That's a little bit on the how. It's going to be impossible to use that as proof. She can turn that around. She has the influence. Is it? You guys have metal detectors, right? Zada, we're not walking around and metal detecting on every single person's neck. That's not no, going to work. Look, if we do, the most important if... thing to know right now is how she would be pulling this off in the first place. She's with what? Techie laboratory. With, with techie laboratory. You're insinuating that she makes technology that can alter people's brains... And this is what 
is causing a giant murderous bird no, to no, attack no. our city. So she had control of this creature, you're uh, saying? Uh, that giant murderous bird is, uh, for lack of a better word, fictitious. It's not real. I've met the real big giant bird. Is that name is How's that fictitious? Ixnay on the bird A. I don't think that's going to get us where oh, we want. I, we so know I don't know real, pig Latin. We, if we know the, the real bird and he has not only an alibi, but... We know that he's not here when it, the, the, the city's being attacked. That's prime evidence. Zana, remember, we are trying to get this information also for Big Bird and his friends, right? Yes. They already know that they're not the ones doing things. We need evidence from Camille to... Johan, give, give us a second. We... She, like, walks over, huddles together with everyone. We have to convince nature spirits to join forces with us on top of convincing players to not attack them and get them back on our side. Yeah, and what better way to do that than to prove that the simulations that they're seeing aren't real? We are... Technically, none of this is real, right? We're all in a simulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need something we can show both parties, which means we probably need to go to Camille Lasimus's actual lab. What you're saying is fine. We need to go there, though. We just gotta find a way in. Johan, do you happen to, uh... Listen, I'm not asking you to do the work for us. We just need a way to uh, get this evidence ourselves. Wait, I have an idea. Johan, would you happen to know if Camille deals with, you know, corpses? Does she frequent the morgue or have connections with the the people who, you know, bury dead people, stuff like that? Her department wouldn't have any known dealings with that kind of thing. However, those with a seat on the council have the power to pull a few strings in the name of in the name of production. Right. Now seriously, is there some manpower behind this cuz as far as I know she doesn't have a standing army to pull this kind of shtick off. Oh, not that you know of. She said like an android type robot down on that definitely wasn't Camille. No. That met us down on the 50. That was Camille. Was that? Yes. I thought she made an android to go in her place. No, that's just how she talks. And how she moves? Unnatural? Yes. Oh. Oh, that that makes that a lot more disturbing. Listen, Johan, we don't exactly have all the proof. The only thing that we have, proof in the pudding, as Zan was mentioning, we have this small piece that we obtained from one of the abjurers that we, well, managed to subdue, who was, he was a rogue agent. Let me I take assume. a look at that. He goes over to the table and starts, he pulls out a, that magnifying glass starts for sure. Uh, it, it is damaged almost beyond recognition. You can see that this is some sort of electronic device. It's some sort of microchip. It is very, very small. And beyond the technology that you are used to seeing, which is very strange to you because generally the Bureau of Inquisition is like well informed of any scientific breakthroughs as, as they manage a lot of investigations. But also, I will add another thing for you, Jade. You are very correct that the Camille Seamus does not have the manpower to do so, but they said that they received this from an abjure, which is an entire department, which is very well made. So you're saying you got this off of a black coat? Yeah. Well, you know, the most recent attack where a bunch of people died, including a few abjurers who, uh, who seem to have gotten in the way of certain circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, less absolutely. Got, less got it off of him, more got it Shh, out don't, of him. Don't get too much. No, no. 
You know I can hear you, right? Nope, I... absolutely not. <laughs> you don't uh, know that he can, he has ears. He's right. He's five feet away from you. That does make things a little bit simpler. Camille would have no way of, of giving orders to any of the black coats. The black coats only take orders from General Roland. Yeah, usually if they're not being mind controlled. Who knows how many abjurers she's got linked with these things, doing exactly what she needs done, all without any suspicion. I would find it nearly impossible for her to get under Roland's radar and mine at the same time. Uh, not on that scale. Unless she's working with him. Which means there be correspondence, which means there be a log of that on Roland's personal terminal. So is there... I, I We don't really know the city that well, but... Would there be a way for us to get there or get to that? Yeah, there would. <sighs> I can see why Stefan sent you to me. He probably knew I was the only one dumb enough to knew what needed to be done. Oh, who says you're dumb? Seeing as we're going to have to break about a dozen regulations to get anything done here. What are regulations if not to be broken? I strongly disagree, madam. Uh, Johan, what exactly do you know about Stefan and this whole situation? Uh, I know he's dedicated. He's one of the best assets Erveldum has to his name. His insight into intel is unparalleled. If you're doing this, we're going to lay a few ground rules. We're going to need to break into a military compound. Zana smirks. <laughs> Not my first radio. Now let me explain a few things. Every man and woman in that compound are valuable citizens of Erveldum. All their lives are considered priceless. We'll resort to violence if necessary, but by no means is life to be taken. Is that understood? I mean, you drive a hard bargain. In our line of work, that can, can get really difficult, but now, we'll do our now best. Now, what if it was an accident? Dragon. I'm saying accidents happen. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean literally, like, what if it's an accident? Because our group is immensely prone to accidents. Look, I promise I won't kill anybody. I will just... Get them very close if need be. I will not kill anyone intentionally. Well, I can just, if absolutely needs necessary, I can just do non-lethal damage. Johan, if I have to protect the members of my group, if something happens, I make no promises. But we'll do our best. Our goal isn't really to kill anybody. We just want to get in and get out. Yeah, we don't really want to hurt anyone. We just want the evidence. Yeah, and my goal is to protect the citizens of Veldum. It's the whole reason we're considering this in the first place. A and to get the evidence, right? So if we go in there and murk our own citizens, then letting you guys in there, I'd be no better than Camille. Like, that that's not our M.O. We're odd, not, like, insane, you know? We're not Dark Guild. Hey, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you there, Draken. Don't worry. We didn't kill anyone, we just... Just caused the mass genocide of multiple other players in the game. Indirectly, exactly. Yeah. Well, you better make sure that there is no directly causing the loss of life on my my books. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, you'd be dealing with me. Well, like I said, we should have no problems. I do like that he's looking at you, Draken. You do have that air about you. At least I have an air about me. I get work done. Anyways, what, what, what do you even have in mind? Do we know anything about this this military base that we're going into? Ground rules. Okay, ground rules. Fine. Part ground two. rules. There's, there's part two? 
Oh, oh gosh. military base. Oh, let me get my journal out. Okay, number one. I got part. I got kill. part of part one written Wait, down. Thou number one rule: Thou shall not kill. Number two. I said I thought it was Thou shall not kill intentionally on purpose. Well, let's just make it as big as possible. All right, Thou shall. Huh? Ground rule two: For context, this military compound has access to some of the most high tech and cutting edge uh, pieces of hardware in Aravildum. Which means this high-tech, cutting-edge hardware is property of Aravildum. Uh-huh. Uh, we're hey. talking about some of the, the most complex and powerful gizmos that you could find in this entire city. Man, hey, buddy. All are found they, are... in one research and development. Wow. So what I'm getting is that it's the most high-tech compound in the... You know, we... Yeah, don't take our stuff. Oh, don't take your stuff? Yeah, don't take our stuff. Well, I'm amenable to allying with you oddballs. It's just, it's just odd. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying right there. <laughs> what if we steal it on accident? <laughs> we don't know we're stealing it. <laughs> um, so, uh, All right. Need, that like... being said, here's what we need to do. Okay, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not steal. Unless it's necessary. Oh, wait. That's that's part of one. <laughs> no asterisks. No asterisks. Gosh. Do we need a high-tech USB stick? I don't know what that is. But this is a data device. Hey, buddy, that's a USB stick. <laughs> a miniature portable data, yeah, data device. This small piece of hardware can hold an immense amount of information within hey, it. Hey, buddy, everybody in this room knows what a USB stick is. I'm not calling it that. Okay, well, I'm just letting you know. Sometimes... What does USB stand for? Uh... <laughs> so, a drip of sweat goes <laughs> down on his forehead. Uh... Uh, a universal, uh, sassy bite. Yeah, we're not calling it that. We're calling it a storage device because it stores information in it. So and like it's a an device. SD? You know, we can call an SD. I think we can find a compromise there. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who Would you say this? that it is universal? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, wait. it works exclusively with, I mean, our, our Veldum tech does usually have a port and so they're a all universal uniform. storage device. Guys, guys, you're we'll gonna, call it USD. There we go. You're gonna break the NPC's brain. Hold. Who invented this? <laughs> Why would you ask that? <laughs> you're gonna break the GM's brain with that. I hate you so much. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, invented by one Edward Yusub. Edward Yusub. It's a USB. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> A Yusub you know, device, you can go huh? Go down to the uh, to the museum and have an old history. There you go. Uh, I, I know who that yourself guy is. Sometime. Yeah. You know, I really feel like the the designers of this game got really lazy in this area and just when they saw steampunk, they said, "Let's just throw everything, throw it all at the wall." This doesn't seem right. Anybody else confused by the fact that they have sticks for porting their data? Uh, I mean, well. It seems like a really contrived plot device that just is incredibly convenient for storytelling at the time. Very, very convenient and incredibly, yeah. Uh... You know, I was informed about your frames of speech and told to ignore it if all possible, but man, you're making it difficult. You know what swag means? I do not know what swag means. Please inform me. Uh, yeah, well, no, buddy. actually, I don't know what swag means either. Uh, that sounds like anti-culture, and I find that offensive. So, Johan... Uh, do you have information for us about this compound or whatever? Oh, we get to get back on track. Wait, is there a third rule? Oh, yeah, no. Rule number three. Let's go. Uh, rule number three. Also, don't kill anyone. 
All right. Wait, Down that, to business. That, 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 I so have double don't kill. Roll three, refer back to rolls number one and two. <laughs> Got it. All right. So you seem so familiar with this. I'm sure you recognize what a terminal looks like when you see one. Oh, if, if it's anything of what I imagine it to be, then yes. You know, big box with a screen. Y- yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. An interface where you can type into it. Oh, these are big words, Johan. Careful. It's not, why are you antagonizing him? I'm not. I, I'm just saying these are big words. Draken, I'm used to on the other floors, people being like, wow, what is this bag of chips you're talking about here? All right, all right. Chips stored in a bag, mostly filled with air? We, we, How dare they? We've all dealt with interfaces, y- Johan. All right. And uh, he's going to go. Uh, I'll be right back. And he goes, uh, I guess he would go grab the uh, the map. Yeah. Uh, there There is a large section for storage in the back left-hand corner of the room where you have all kinds of information. Uh, this is publicly stored data, uh, technically speaking, but you're able to pull out the blueprints uh, for the uh, entire town and then like specifically work your way down into the specific sector and area, and you're able to find the uh, government-approved blueprints for this military facility. All right. Now, if you see here, we need to get this da- uh, this device... <laughs> the use of- ...to the terminal in the general's office. Now... There's a good chance that Roland's actually on premises. So we'll have to come up with a way to get him out of there. Uh. Most preferably without violence. The best way to, to deal with this would be a surgical and stealthy approach. Oh, oh, I can be stealthy. Not surgical. We know that much. Yeah, no, no. Right. I think this is going to be more of your friend here's forte. As a, Which friend are you pointing to? I, I'm just, he's just re- refer, he's just ge- gesturing towards the air, and the last time he heard the voice speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, the invisible person. <laughs> he's still invisible. How long is he invisible for? No, 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 he's stealing my shtick right now. I'm usually the one that goes invisible. I'm, I'm not even sure he can do that again if he wants to. No, I, I, I kind of ate the rest of the pickle. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's some kind of metaphor, and I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> I not only can turn invisible, but I can turn invisible and att- and uh, act if I need to. Is that usually a prerequisite of being invisible that you can't act? Well, sometimes if you act a certain way while you're invisible, it dispels the spell. It's a little bit tricky sometimes. Ah, spells. He's very well, familiar. Well, you're going to need those spells and whatever you call them. Because this place has got a lot of cutting edge tech, like I said. As long as they don't have infrared, uh, we we should be good. I, I know some of them have infrared. I had to patch my poor little carpet. Well, unfortunately, they do have in- a- access to infrared, as you say. Uh, but I know that's what I said. I, I've run into the problem before, but they they shouldn't have them on, right? Like that's only when they they suspect that something might be afoot. Yeah, so like I said, we're going to have to be surgical with our stealthy approach. You're going to have to be beyond invisible. Well, I can be invisible. I can uh, fly on an invisible carpet if I need to, and I can walk on ceilings. That's still a lot of invisibility. Invisible carpets, invisible people, invisible Tama. Tama, where are you? All right. I I haven't moved. All right. Oh, yeah, weren't you like around? (laughs) Ow. Oh, man, that is rock hard. Uh, dude, you gotta, like, that hold was... on to something. Moving on. This military base has multiple security checkpoints. In addition, doors are locked by access key cards, uh, each assigned with different clearance. 
So we need to grab one of the guards that have these key cards, knock them out, take their key card. Yeah, in addition, they also have automated sentry guns, which means if you screw up inside the space, you ain't going to get out without looking like a butterfly net when you're done. You know, full of holes. That, that sounds ple- Oh, no, that doesn't sound uh, pleasant. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. No, it's not, not pleasant okay. at all. So you alert one person, the whole security network could go off. One person makes a call into the communications department, and the whole compound be after you. Speaking of, they usually have around 20 guards on rotation all at once, and they have about 80 in reserve. Is there any point in time when the guards and, and you know, like, the, the, the people that are in the compound, is, is there any time where they, like, you know, come out? Come out? Yeah. Like, you mean when they shift, so there's always someone where they need to be? No, like if there's something going on and they need a lot of abjurers to handle it. Yeah, I suppose, but if you do that outside, you'll have to deal with the automated sentry guns. Summon dinosaurs. (laughs) Does he know what dinosaurs are? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's say a diversion becomes necessary. Uh Uh-huh. In that case, the compound will go on high alert, which means the time to be able to get what we need to be done, and especially without being caught, becomes very limited. Got you. If we can get in and get out with what we need, Camille won't know what's coming. If she does know what's coming, she may be able to prepare for the bad press coming her way. Well, I mean, we don't have to create the distraction inside the compound. We could, like, create it mm, a bit away. It just so happens. What? There's two huge dinosaurs fighting, and and it's disrupting things. Everybody, go get the dinosaurs. Giant kaiju battle in the middle of town. So, so basically, we're just getting stealth, stealth mode. There is a power grid to this place, powered by a nuclear reactor, privatized. Now, if we could find a way to get that offline, we wouldn't have to worry about the communications department or the automatic turrets. <laughs> Slight correction, uh, it is a hydroelectric generator, not a nuclear generator, but that would be the incorrect power level for this floor. But also, wouldn't turning the power off uh, put the entire compound on high alert, which is kind of the opposite of what you're going for? Correct, but that would be slightly less conspicuous than two dinosaurs suddenly showing up in the in the middle of somewhere. I mean, fair enough. So, I think distractions outside are fine. However, comma, is this the only location where the abjurers are, or is this just one of the many facilities? It doesn't matter where the abjurers are. It only matters where Roland is, and where his communications will be kept. Well, yeah, but I'm asking, because if, if we make a distraction outside of the compound, our abjurers not from that compound going to come and go after it. Because if there are other locations where they could flock from, then it's almost pointless. Uh, basically, the, the way to answer her question is that per policy, there is a minimum required number of individuals who will be on the premises at all times unless there is a catastrophic event which threatens the security of the entire city. Which you would be very opposed to people causing because you like the city. Is there any way, Johan, that we could determine the frequency of these attacks on the city? Is there a specific time or place? Would we possibly be able to correlate those attacks and maybe predict when the next one might occur? 
I'm trying to predict when the next one's going to happen. We could use that because apparently that's when all the abjurers go out because they have to defend the city, right? Yeah. From a catastrophic fake event. Uh Uh-huh. I'm following. And we don't have to make the distraction. It's not us. But we could use that time to sneak into the base. But doesn't that mean more people will die and more people will be against the bird? Yes, but it might be the best option we have if we don't want to deal with a large number of abjurers inside the compound. Well, these attacks have been becoming more and more frequent, so hold up for a minute and you want to happen. I prefer to stop these as soon as possible, but... I don't know if you'll be able to do this. Can you actually get us a record of all the data regarding the frequent attacks, just to see if we can maybe... Maybe we can do some correlation in mathematics, calculus too, you know, the usual. I might be able to provide something, but all, uh, all information stays in this room and doesn't leave it. Of course, we would not take the papers out of here to review it later, but sure, sure, we could try them. Yeah. All right, he'll dig up the papers and put them out on the table. Okay, cool. What do you want to know about the attack? I want to know how frequent they've been, what time, what days. Can I find a pattern? Sure. Roll a raw intelligence roll. Hey, that's what I got bonuses in That's now. what you got bonuses in. May I also roll an yeah. intelligence roll? Uh, every, everyone can kind of review, review the paperwork all together. You're, you're all kind Ooh, of standing here. 17 plus 5, so that is going to be 22. The 18 for me. So all of you are capable of telling that uh, there isn't really any pattern pertaining to the day or time. Is there a lack of a pattern? Uh, it, it seems aggressively inconsistent, uh, which is strange generally for animals because animals actually tend to have habits. They tend to have some sort of routine, a rhyme or a reason. This seems uncharacteristically random, but a snow, you can tell that it is increasing in frequency that there seems to only be about two to three days passing between each encounter. And you know that the last supposed encounter happened a day ago. Oh, the one last thing. The one last thing I will say about the attacks. Uh, You can tell, as you questioned earlier and Johan did mention, that at every attack there's anywhere from a few to around about a dozen casualties. Are they any group in particular? No, it seems random. Seems random, but is it really? Like, are we looking at her using this as an excuse to wipe out her competition? Or people that she doesn't like, potentially? I have a theory. If it is as you say, and Camille is behind this, someone that smart would intentionally make sure that there's no pattern that that could lead back to her. Exactly. Which means this pattern of inconsistency will remain. But that's the thing. Don't you realize? Isn't it interesting that none of these people are connected to her? Out of all of the vast majority of people that have died, and which seems like a lot, none of them have connections to Camille? That's not that uncommon. Ereveldum is a large place. I know, but they've had connections to I mean, other people, haven't they? Also, the attacks have generally been on the outside of the city. Uh, which wouldn't be anywhere near where the places she would work. Exactly. Isn't it so convenient to keep all the damage away from where you were? I mean, it is, but that's going to be really hard to argue in court. Yeah, I'm about to say, the the, the lack of evidence isn't evidence. Isn't you can't it? prove that I didn't shoot this man. It's really hard to prove a negative. I'm just saying, I mean, 
I mean, sure, it helps confirm our suspicions, but it isn't hard proof. We need to get something more tangible. Well, that's why we're going to the compound. I was just trying to see if I could predict when the next thing was going to happen. No. Not trying to use this to uh, pinpoint anything for Camille. I have high suspicions, but I doubt I get anything. Just to make sure, as I would be very upset as to learn this later, if it were the case, with all the inconsistent and random abilities you people seem to have, you would happen to have one that could easily get this this stick into that room, into the device, and back out without alerting anyone without effort. Oh, you would mean... You? You mean like uh, I cast Mage Hand? Sure. And I pick it up? You mean like this? No, I mean like getting inside the compound without being noticed and out. Oh, you mean... I mean, I'm about to take my rest for the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's late um, I cast uh, one of my last spells in my song. Um, I cast Invisibility on me. Can you do this to others? A certain amount of times per day, but yes, and it only lasts for... Um, so it's just 12. Uh, it lasts for like 12 minutes. But that's more than enough time. You'd be surprised what you can accomplish. I mean, as long as they can't see you, sure. Right. But yes, I could do this on, on me. I could do this on you. But I can also control... It's like a light telekinesis. Anything five pounds or other, I can kind of move within a range. Johan, I, while I appreciate your curiosity and our team's abilities... I also don't know you well enough yet to be showing that off to you. Do you have any idea what you're asking me to do in the first place? I, I could get tried for treason. I'm sure I don't have to explain to you what that means for me. Sure. And in the next few months, thousands of our people are going to die. So we have a bit more of a, a precedence here that we have to push forward quickly. I see how it is. All right. So how do you how do you propose that you get in? Um... We disguise ourselves as some of the abjurers, possibly taking over some of their clothes, knocking out a few of them. We take their badges. We sneak in. We sneak out. Invisibility as needed. Uh, uh, um, okay. I'm not exactly the most stealthy or good at pretending to be an abjur. I can do a very convincing old man. Don't know if you've seen that. I've been working on my impression. However, uh, my clumsy self, I think I might sit this one out because the fewer people, the less conspicuous it is, and also the fewer people we have to knock out. You can be our getaway guy. Yes, I can be the getaway car driver. Perfect. I have a role. Go me. Well, um, well, I'm pretty good at being silent through areas. Bluffing is, is not, it's not my strong suit. Just don't talk to anybody. You just have to walk like you know where you're, where you're going and oh, what you're doing. That's a good point. You could be the disability hire. You're a mute. <laughs> I do have good intimidate, though. There you go. Just glare daggers into him. Yep. Are you insinuating that inclusion is more important than utilitarian needs? <laughs> Are you saying that the Erveldom government would discriminate against an individual's physical capabilities and value that more so than their mental capabilities? Draken, that the answer to that is, is, is yes. Draken. Well, if he's smart and capable, he just can't speak. He's fine. That's my point. He's well, then he's got to be smart enough to compensate for that. Exactly. And look at him. Isn't he a charming fellow? We can't All even right. look at him. Tom. <laughs> And you know, he would not be. That would be a very valuable asset. Yeah, it could be a really magic pickle. You'd be invisible forever, for all we know. It could be permanent. What is that? A jar of wild magic pickles? 
Oh God. <laughs> Wild oh, whoa, magic. Is, P is people finally picking up on what this is? I already know it's, it's part of the fun of it. <laughs> That's part of the joy of the pickle dryer. Well, it seems that you have this under control. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Oh, oh you're not you're not coming with us? You don't <laughs> want to see the proof? Or do you not want to get I assume you'd be reporting back like you did with your last venture. And it seems that trust isn't so open between us. Wouldn't want me seeing your hoodoo powers while we're out and about. Oh, hoodoo powers. Absolutely. No, oh. I, no I agree. They definitely feel like hoodoo sometimes. Listen, shut up. You're part of this team now. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, some of the things that you guys can do really, like, break the laws of reality half the time. Oh, you mean like this? And Zana will create a double of herself? Yeah, like that. that. That's voodoo. Not voodoo. Hoodoo voodoo. Fish posh. It's the power of the babe. Hey, Alistair, can you can you turn into to, to Jorgen? I don't Jorgen? know who Jorgen is. Jorgen? She's pointing. I don't know Jorgen. who. Johan? Johan? Yeah, Johan. Oh, man, I've been saying his name wrong in my head this entire time. And, and uh, you do see as this bird flies down off of her shoulder and makes a clone of you, it seems. Ta-da! That's a very handsome bird you got there. <laughs> now you can see the back of your head. Oh, I, I don't know what the back of his head looks like. That's kind of awkward. I don't know what to copy there. I just, like, inserted generic hair. He just goes up and turns around. I have a mole on the back of my head. <laughs> There's no mole on the back of his head. Well, it's it's based off what he can see. You want to get a full body view? No. Do a little spin? I, I think we should keep an eye on the skies, and maybe we can gather some information around the city, see if there's uh, people who might know some things about what's going on. Got to constantly be ready for another attack. That's our time. Yeah, it's not happening today. Well, Hopefully know not. that. It's already nighttime. She's consistently inconsistent. In the meantime, I'll see if I can talk to one of my pals down in the acquisitions office, see if we can get anything that might be able to help. Uh, like ID badges, so we don't have to knock people out? I'll see what I can do. Somebody might have lost theirs. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to take a snooze in the bunker again. Right. Um, this on top. With plans being made and the evening coming to a close, I think that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening, foundlings. If you did enjoy this episode, please do let us know by leaving us a rating or review on whatever listening app you're on. So if you can leave us a rating, give us five stars. That really helps uh, proliferate our content out there into the mainstream. If you can leave us a review, let us know your favorite part about this episode. Or if it's on YouTube, leave us a comment down below. That way you can uh, start the dialogue with us. If you want to talk with us more directly, be sure to check out our Discord. The link tree is in the description below, and that way you can literally reach out to us. Pop in the Discord. Say hi! We talk to fans all the time. Speaking of which, thank you some of our fans. Specifically, a Sleepy Bunny, you think we wouldn't mention you just because this is in TGC. No, sir. Once you listen to this episode three months from now when you're finally caught up, I'm assuming you're going to get it done by then, uh, we're, you're going to hear that we thanked you for all those wonderful Girl Scout cookies you sent us. Thank you so much. And a special thank you for all the people who let us use music and ambiance in today's episode. It really helps set the mood, get it right, make us feel deep inside. So thank you, Michael Gelfi, Yvonne Dutch, and Monument Studios for providing music and ambiance in today's episode. And stay tuned if you want to see how the heist goes next, next week on The Odd Campaign. Goodbye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>